Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to World Spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions with your host, Rev. Paul John Roach. So hello and welcome to World Spirituality on the Unity Online Radio Network. Yes, I am your host, Paul John Roach, coming to you from Fort Worth in Texas. And today I welcome the author of The Hidden Power of Emotions, how to Activate Your Energy Field and Transform Your Life. Melanie Dean, Ph.D., has been a successful practicing psychologist, the, uh, the head of a successful publishing company, the creator and leader of The Wave Makers, an active learning community dedicated to helping people notice and shift their emotions, and their ability to intensely direct their energy to create a life that really works. And that's based on her studies as well, which uh, she's been doing now for over 10 years that have led to the book that we're going to discuss. It's called The Hidden Power of Emotions and How to Activate Your Energy Field. And uh, like I said, the subject of 10 years study uh, into this fascinating um, connection between body, mind, and spirit. Melanie is also a board member at Unity World Headquarters, and that's how we've known each other for the last six years. So it's a joy to welcome Melanie Dean to today's show. Welcome. Glad you're with us. Thank you, Paul John. And I just want to say how much I appreciate the platform of your radio show that is focused on the principles and the energy that connects us all. And that's essentially what my book is about, how the science, the reality of what that energy is made of and how we can make it work in our lives. And so I appreciate the focus of your radio show and thank you for having me on. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I think that's true of all the shows on the network. You know, it's, it's the voice of an awakening world, awakening to the fact that we we have these amazing powers within us, right, that are actually throughout the universe and we can activate them and, and use them to live, uh, you know, frankly, beautiful lives. You know, so often we, we buy into the idea that we're cut off from our good, right? And and, and or it's hidden from us, and hence you, the title of your book, I guess, The Hidden Power of Emotions. It, it's it's not something we're always aware of, that we have this power within us. And um, when we discover it, of course, it's, it's transformative. Here's the first thought. You know, often in unity and in new thought, and there's a, there's a giveaway there, new thought, um, we talk about the power of our thinking, right? Change your thinking, change your life, etc. But in recent years... We've discovered that, you know, thinking is not good. It's not enough, right? It's not just your thoughts, not just what's going on in your head. It's also the the emotions that you have, the feeling behind it, uh, which is not just intellectual, but it's throughout our whole being. And, and that's really what your book is talking about. So I'm glad we're doing this in Unity in, in recent years. You're talking more about how important emotions are. And, of course, you'll agree with that, right? Absolutely. I will agree with that. Um, you know, we all know that we really cannot very easily separate our thoughts and our emotions. When we're thinking about something, it it is automatically brings forth an emotion that 
it, which is why we're giving our time and energy to the thoughts around it. And when we have an emotion, we're trying to make sense of the emotion and we have a lot of thoughts about it. So while those are inextricably intertwined, um, the science would say that, you know, when they study the power of thoughts, it is always an emotion that's behind the thoughts. So it is the emotion that's the driving power. And my book explains why our emotions are made of real quantum energy that communicates both inside of our body and outside of our body. So it is the emotions that is the driving power behind the principle that our thoughts create our reality. And that's a fascinating thing, isn't it? That uh, emotions and feelings, you know, let's talk about that because I think sometimes we mix them up. You know, what is an emotion and what is a feeling to you? Are they the same thing or, or what? Well, they're very similar. And I would suppose that the science in me would differ, the scientist in me would differentiate in that when you have an emotion, your body creates molecules inside of yourself that, that communicate with this quantum power. And those are molecules of emotion. And that's how scientists label it. Now, we have feelings, and they are so closely related. Like, for example, when we feel fear, our body makes a molecule called adrenaline. We're all pretty familiar with that molecule called adrenaline. And it's made out of all the same elements that our that are made make up everything in the universe. So the elements of carbon and hydrogen, nitrogen and oxygen make up that molecule. Now, do we really, every day, do we make any big distinction between having a feeling of fear or an emotion of fear? We really don't. And we can just uh, use those interchangeably. The scientists say that the molecules that our body creates that communicate both inside our body and outside our body, those are emotion molecules. They don't say they're feeling molecules. But I think it's a very small distinction and not worth spending time on. Right. Okay. I've heard it said that, you know, we all have emotions. That, like you said, they arise, say you have a feeling of fear, but you, your feeling is sort of a little bit more subjective. It's it's how you respond to that emotion. And you, you could respond to in a, you know, a problematic way where, where you'd get overwhelmed by that fear, or you can respond in, in a more uh, helpful way, you know, where you acknowledge the fear it doesn't overwhelm you. You, you. you need to replace it perhaps with um, courage or determination as, as you proceed through that, that fear. So, so emotion, emotions come first and then feelings are sort of additional, uh, you, I say feelings, ad additional aspects of that emotion. I go along with that. I'm fine with that. That works great. I think that's yeah. a good way of differentiating our power and how to use it. So I think that's excellent. You know, a fascinating statistic you had at the beginning of the book is, um, you know, we're talking about the hidden power of emotions. You said that uh, there's only 4% four, 4 of what's going on, you know, the energies and the feelings and the emotions, uh, all, all the, uh, the the various aspects of our being, only 4% we're, we're aware of, right? That the 90, 90, what, 96% is unknown and of course we know there's this sort of autonomic nervous system that takes care of business for us there's so much we don't know or aren't in charge of right and and yet it's all bubbling beneath the surface it's it's all happening i'm amazed at this time of year you know when mother nature comes out again in in all her exuberance and and as a show for us all you know the flowers the intense green of the trees none of this i'm in charge of but i I am part of it, right? It impacts me because I am part of that. We are all connected. And uh, what, what, a, what a delight that is. But it also is humbling, right? That, that we think we're conscious and, and control things, but really no, yeah? We, we, uh, we harness it and are able to flow with it, but we're never controlling it. Well, I think that's really true in some respects. And I also would say that we have far more ability to control and harness it than we 
tend to use. Right. Um, I love the thought of how connected we are in this energy field that we share. And as you say, that you reflected on the information from the book where we have 96% of the energy that's at work in the universe that we are absolutely unaware of, yet it connects us all. We might think of it very simply as you know, the oxygen that we breathe. We don't think about that. We don't see it. We don't think about it. And yet we rely upon it for our very life. And there are elements also that we breathe in when we take this breath of oxygen in. We also also breathe in other elements and other uh, aspects of our shared energy field, like one of them is called argon gas. And we share that argon gas across the world repeatedly for thousands of years, we're all sharing this. There's an itty bitty little tiny particle that most of us are not even aware of. It's a quantum particle. It's called a neutrino. And 500 trillion of those pass through each one of us, our bodies, each one of us, every second, and we are not even aware of it. So they are absolutely full in our energy field and we're not even aware of it. They don't interact with mass and they don't interact with light. So you can't see them and you can't feel them, but that doesn't mean they're not there. So it's fun for me, like you're mentioning the flowers and, and the trees and a whole energy of nature that's at work that we don't control nature. And it's just delightful to think of how um, full our energy field is of things that we do not see and are usually don't even think about. But as you're saying, too, you know, it's still working in and through us, right? The, that's yes. the amazing thing is that we are part of this, what we may call Mother Nature. We're part of this this energy field and we can cooperate with it. In fact, you know, we can utilize our conscious intention to, you know, to spark energies and, and possibilities in us that beyond anything we could possibly imagine from our humanness right and that this is yes. the amazing thing that we're it's not like we're separated from from all these energies we we are we are those energies and that, that's that's the to me that boggles my mind sometimes you know it's it's awe inspiring to think that who who we are in truth yes that we are absolutely integral and part of and help to create what unfolds in our in our world you know, in the in unity, we talk about having a sense of separation. You know that there is no real separation, but we have a sense of it. And I had a person on my show a few, a few weeks ago, and her phrase was the dream of separation. And we wake wake up from that dream. And you talk a lot about this sense of separation in the book. You know, moving beyond those states where it's them and us. You know, we talk about letting go of blame or or letting go of resentment and those things that where we see other people having power and we don't, or uh, circumstances are favorable for some but not for us for one reason or another. And we don't have to stay stuck. And I, I should mention too to to folks that each chapter of the book has a really cool part where she. Uh, Melanie contrasts um, a power zappers um, and, and then power boosters, right? So you have little um, boxes in, in each chapter. Uh, and what I like about them is they, they clearly, with a real good uh, concrete example, uh, show us how we, we allow um, our power to be zapped and taken from us if we're not careful. Like, for instance, this one, I'm right and you're wrong. There's separation there. Um, yeah. and, and the the power booster would be connect with your excitement. You know, you don't have to make somebody else wrong. Uh, be excited for you, but then hopefully uh, get excited about all the good that that person is doing too, right? So you're shifting it from separation to inclusion. So my good is your good. Your good is my good, correct? Yes, and I explain the science of why that is because, you know, in – in unity, we, we talk about the principles of why that is, why my good is your good. But in the book, I also, in an easy to understand way, help people to understand how it is that when they are calmly and clearly focused on their own desire for a good, wonderful life, and they extend those feelings to others, it automatically sinks because our emotions 
are real energy waves. And the emotions of desire, which is a clear intention for what you want for yourself, that produces smooth, evenly spaced waves of energy that can easily get in sync with similar other waves of energy. And it's three times more powerful than if you stay focused on frustration or bitterness or us, them, a divide, which those waves of energy um, come in at 0.09 millivolts. They're three times less powerful. The smooth, even waves are 0.27 millivolts. And the, the frustration, the us-them feelings, the blame, those are jagged, unpredictably spaced energy waves. And they cannot sync up very easily with similar other waves, which is why they're not powerful. So your true connection with making a better life for yourself and creating at the same time better life for others is in being purposeful and putting forth those smooth, even waves of good that you desire for yourself. Right. So it's very it reminds, energy. reminds me of Dr. Emoto, you know, in his work with water, right? And uh, yes. when you're in a harmonious mood, you create beautiful patterns in the water. But when you're, when you're in you know, various kinds of negativity, the, 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 the patterns are all confused. In fact, they refuse to come together in, in order. There's a sort of chaotic aspect. And, and, this is, <laughs> and this they've is shown the that with plants as well. So right. uh, Moko showed it with water, and there is lots of research on emotions affecting plants as well. In my book, I describe the several different ways in which our emotions um, communicate outside of our body and affect others. And so that happens at a short distance with pheromone molecules. And that likely is what happens with plants and water that they are communicating in that in through those molecules that we share at short distances from our body. We also communicate at a quantum level at very long distances, infinitesimal distances from our body with quantum communication. And I describe that in the book as well. And very easy to understand language. So it's easy to it's easy to understand how your power works. At least my, it was my intention when I wrote the book. You'll have to tell me if that's true, Paul, if it came across in an easy to understand way. No, I think very much so. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure because... Um, you know, you, we talked prior to, to, to me reading the book about the book and all the research and scientific research. I thought, oh, is this going to be a really detailed scientific tome? You know, but it's not at all. It's um, it has science in it and good science, but it's very approachable and uh, very uplifting because uh, it's a very optimistic book, I would think. Um, and uh, that's that's exciting for me. So whenever we can underpin our uh, unity beliefs with science i'm always excited you know because it's it sort of proves to the, the to us and to the general public that this is not just a nice idea but it, but it's actual reality and and how the universe works and and that, that to me is is very exciting and i think quantum physics to me is very exciting too because it is so spiritual and so unity that um it, it sort of corroborates what the, the great mystics have, have been saying for, for thousands of years. Another thing about the book I like is um, when people hear the word mystic, they think, oh, mumbo jumbo or esoteric or whatever. And uh, this book is deeply mystical, I think, but but it, in a very um, easy to uh, articulate and easy to take on board um, way of approach so, so that, you know, it makes mysticism... Uh, very natural, and uh, I don't think it was esoteric or, or mumbo jumbo in intent when 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 the great masters were, you know, articulating their views. It's it's just got that overlay now in in our um, in our scientific uh, centered uh, society. We we sometimes forget that there's um, that mysticism is just another another aspect. I, th I like what Charles Fillmore says. You know, miracles are just um, scientific laws that we have yet to understand right this like you said there's only four percent that we we really know about and um so the, these realms seem different but they're not really they're just a, a wonderfully higher understanding of um 
of a, of a faithful and uh, universe that we can trust. Oh, I completely agree with all of that. And for me, the mysticism, the spirituality that we, um, your listeners clearly are desiring to uh, have strong connection with our uh, universal energy that connects us all. And for me, that's what mysticism and spirituality is. It, it is being connected to the universal energy and the power that we all share in this energy field and truly being one with it. That is mysticism and spirituality at work in my mind. You talk about lightening up too, right? And uh... I've heard that it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown, um, facial muscles. And in the same way, as you mentioned earlier, you know, less um, uh, it's it's easier to to be happy than it is to be living in misery, right? The, 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 <laughs> the, energy, the energies are heavier, right? That's what that's what you found out. Yes, they're actually heavier. So a molecule of love weighs a, a thousand seven uh, molecular moles per gram. It's molecular mass per gram, a thousand seven of those. Whereas fear, and which is very heavy feeling, and anxiety and worry weighs three times more than that at 2,899. And Anger is even heavier than that. It's just under 4,000 molecular moles per gram. So um, love feelings are lighter for, you know, they feel lighter because they are lighter and they certainly feel better inside of us. And we laugh about the hippies talking about vibes and vibrations and all that. But but really, there's truth to this, isn't it? That uh, these higher emotions are vibrating at a, at a higher and a lighter level of, of, aware, of energy. And, the, and that, to me, is um, something we know, actually, I think, intuitively. But we don't always um, put it into practice. I mean, when you're feeling down, you do feel heavy. You know, your, your body sags. Um, you don't look up so much. Your hands are clenched, etc. When you, when you're feeling happy and in love, you know there's a buoyancy. Your chest is out. Your your head is in the air. You're looking around. Um, your your hands are open. You know in an open-hearted way. Um, the the whole the whole language of your of your body and emotions and spirit is different. And um, you know we know it. We we know it, but we don't always. Uh, allow ourselves to, we fall back, I should say, we fall back into that sense of separation a little too easily sometimes. Yes, and I really like the words you used that when we fall in love, we have this buoyancy. And I love that because that for me is falling in love with our our connection with this universal energy, falling in love with, and I call this energy that connects us all, in my mind, that's God energy. And when we are there in that space, fully connected with it, we are in love with that energy and it permeates all of our being. And that energy does vibrate. It vibrates 10 times higher than fear and anxiety and worry and anger. And I know I just mentioned that it's three times more powerful, and that's when it's measured by millivolts. But when you measure these feelings with decibels per hertz, then it actually vibrates 10 times higher. So the smooth, evenly spaced waves, the reason why they vibrate higher is because when they get in sync with other similar waves, which they can do very easily because they're the love, the feelings of love automatically produce these smooth, evenly spaced waves. And they um, are can be measured at 0.55 decibel per hertz. And I know that most listeners say, well, well who cares about that? But the jagged, unevenly spaced waves that are sharp and chaotic um, of anger and fear, they measure at 0.05 decibels per hertz. So they don't vibrate as high. They don't feel as good. They're not as powerful. And we are not connected with the intuitive guidance that we have the ability to navigate life with the real energy of our intuition. So when our waves are in sync with other similar waves, they communicate at a quantum physics communication 
manner. And they provide for us the guidance of when we are being connected with an opportunity that's in keeping with what we want in life. And when we feel that power, we feel our ability to clearly put forth in our mind what it is we desire in life and feel ourselves being connected with it through the intuitive power that we have. That just fills us with love. It fills us with joy. It is our powerful place in this universe that connects us all. And it is that love feeling you were describing, Paul John. Yeah, I, I used to say it's now we're cooking with gas. That was one of my favorite yes. sayings when I was a minister. <laughs> you know, we're, 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 we're connected into the source, right? And we're cooking with yes. gas. Um, it's no longer a struggle. It's it's a joy. Um, yes. And I love the idea of this quantum entanglement, too, that all non-local reality, right? That, yes. Um, that we can connect with um, people and events and energies, you know, millions of miles away because we're one in spirit. You know, there is no time or space to spirit. So we're, we're connected to this cosmic um, infinite energy field. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in the, in the second segment. Folks, I, I'm with uh, Melanie Dean. And she's written a fabulous book called The Hidden Power of Emotions, How to Activate Your Energy Field and Transform Your Life. We'll talk about exactly how to do that in the second segment. So join us then after these messages from Unity. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. We now return to World Spirituality with Reverend Paul John Roach. So welcome back to today's show. I'm with Melanie Dean, PhD, and she's written a wonderful book called The Hidden Power of Emotions, How to Activate Your Energy Field, Transform Your Life, How to Tap into the Enormous Energies that are Available to Us, both within and around us, because we are one with the universe. The universe is one with us. And the neat thing about the book is uh, Melanie has taken the scientific understanding of emotions and vibrations and uh, the energy fields and, and brought them together with uh, some things we might be a little more familiar with in unity, the, the spiritual principles um, and the fact that we can harness these energies uh, through affirmation, through through awareness, through intention, through our intuition, because we are connected at that deep level with spirit. And, uh, and so it's really a, a fascinating book in the sense that we get an underpinning of scientific rigor to it, um, which which shows oh okay this this is actually this is actually real stuff here on on the physical as well as the spiritual level, um, and and I can harness those energies. So we're going to look about look at in the second segment about how to do that because uh, it can lead to greater health, uh, prosperity, um, uh, relationships that that are harmonious. Um, and other valuable aspects to our lives, right? This this is across the board. All, all these energies will work in every aspect of our lives. I know they work because as a, a minister and spiritual practitioner for 40-some for years, I, I know that this stuff is the absolute truth because it has transformed. And I've seen it transform many others. So um, it, it's, it's, not, it's not just something that might work. But some, it's, it works for all. Yes, absolutely. It's universal energy and strategies that we can all use to tap into that energy and have it work for us in our lives. So let's talk about creating our energy field then. And uh, how, how would you describe that? What, what's, the, what's the essence of what we need to do? Well, we're all participating in the energy field, whether we're aware of it or not. And our emotions are interacting with this energy field, whether we are aware of it or not. So our power is to be aware and to 
activate the emotions that can actually connect you with what it is you want in your life. So that's where our power is. And the ability to specifically and purposefully activate the emotions that are going to be powerful for you comes first through having a vision for what it is that you want for yourself. Most of the time we get caught up into reactions to what is happening around us, reactions to events or reactions to other people, and we stay stuck in what it is that we don't want, which usually relates to blaming, complaining, worry, anxiety, fault with others. And those real energy waves of emotions, those energy waves have a specific pattern which is jagged and sharp and chaotic and unpredictable, unpredictably spaced wave pattern. And it's not very powerful. So your power will be in knowing what it is that you do want for yourself. So you can be aware, more aware of what you do want for yourself in your life by, by asking yourself that question when you encounter what it is you don't want. And when you're clear and purposeful from a calm place inside of yourself, you can then put forth a clear vision for your desire and what you want in your life. And those energy waves, they are more powerful. They are smooth and evenly spaced, and they are more powerful because those evenly spaced waves can easily sync with other similar energy waves. And that then connects you with your intuitive guidance to give you the guidance on which opportunities to take and what is out there for you that will connect you with your desires. I think we've, we've often come across, at least occasionally come across perhaps, people in our lives where you, you know that that person is activating that, those energies that you're talking about, right? There's a, there's a calm about them, there's a, a vibration about them, um, in in the East, they might call it Shakti. There's this, this Shakti power in that person. We just feel good in their presence. You know, they're they're in harmony uh, with themselves and the world around them. If you've ever been uh, watching the Dalai Lama, even on television, you can pick up his his energy and his joy. Um, and I've been around some other uh, masters in my life that. Um, I feel that same energy, and and you, the first thing you want to say is, I want some of that, and I want I want what he's got, so to, so to speak, yeah. um, because the you know they you you recognize that they they have tapped into this uh, power, and and they always say the same thing, these great teachers, and just as Jesus did, you know what I've done, you can do too, even greater things, right? None of them say this this is my special energy, and I might give you a little bit if you're lucky. No, they always say, you know, it's free. Come and get it. You know, you have faith and you will do these things. Take, But you must have a, and you use the word laser focus and hyper focus, right? Laser focus, your passion, um, hyper focus through stress. Those are powerful statements. So let's talk about the first one. What do you mean by laser focus? I guess it's, again, getting into conscious harmony with, with these energies, right? Yes, it's, it's the power of when our smooth, evenly spaced energy waves are getting in sync with each other. Their, their highs are happening at the same time and their lows are happening at the same time. When you think about a wavy line, if you have two or three wavy lines together and they're all going up at the same time and down at the same time, that is when our, that's the power of our energy being in sync with similar other waves. And that is what a laser light is doing. So if you've ever watched a, a red pinpoint of light that goes onto a screen in front of you, you're at a presentation and somebody's shining a, a light to get the screen, that's a laser light. And the reason why that laser light can shine so far is because the photon energy waves or the energy waves that come from the photons are all in sync with one another. They are going up at the same time and down at the same time, and those waves are moving in harmony with one another. Now, a flashlight, conversely, it shines brightly, but it shines in a wide array, and it doesn't shine very far. And that's because the wave of the waves coming from the photons, they um, are not syncing up together. They are all shining at a little bit separation from each other. 
So your power is in getting into a calm place of clear vision for what you want for yourself. And those energy waves then evenly spaced and smooth and calm energy waves can easily sync powerfully together like a laser. And we see this in people who have, you know, made great achievements. So you watch a sports person uh, when they're in their total zone, you know, doing amazing things on, on the field. You, you, you're, you're in admiration of their ability, right? I, I feel it sometimes when I read a poem by somebody that's really captured something. And I felt they, they must have been totally in the zone when they when in in their rightful place, when they are able to articulate those words, because the same emotion that, that that was in the words is in me now, because it's it's so faithfully communicated. It's it's a wonderful thing, and and I think when whenever we've done something, uh, times in that way, time stands still, right? That you feel like you, you there's there's no. Uh, you're not tired even, right? There's that sense of uh, I'm in the flow and and I'm doing it joyously and harmoniously. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that we've all had times in our life when we feel in our groove, we are feeling that mojo, we feel that joy, we feel that power. Um, it's interesting that athletes, the star performing athletes, they harness that power with both an intense focus and a relaxed calm at the same mm, time. Yes, yeah. We have that a same ability to be extremely focused and clear on what it is that we desire in life and to be calm and purposeful in setting that forth and then to be paying attention to our intuitive guidance. There will be every athlete that you know of will tell you they are in touch with their intuitive mojo guidance when they are performing. They can feel it flow through them. So it's very real, powerful energy. And I would uh, put a proviso here or caveat or whatever. Um, and that is because I've seen some people try and apply these principles with this kind of laser focus, uh, but it becomes obsessional, you know, like, and, and they're often focused um, not not on the self-transformation, but in, you know, for instance, in a relationship, they make up their mind they want that person and they're going to have that person, in, you know, in their life. And the person may not want them in their life, but they're, they're focused and then they're highly disappointed when they don't get the person. Well, you know, that's different, isn't it? That's that's obsessional and the emphasis is often on the outer. What you're talking about is usually on the inner. It's that inner focus uh, of being in harmony with your own self that, that produces the results, not not trying to manipulate effects in the outer. I think this is important to know because sometimes I think we make, make a mistake there. I, I think that, yes, I understand and agree with what you're saying. And at the same time, it's interesting that the energy of the world works for whether you are wanting positive things um, for somebody else and for yourself or whether you're wanting negative things. While I said that the like if what the example you're giving of somebody who's kind of hyper focused on somebody else and wanting a particular outcome, that other person doesn't want it. That is a tougher go, but it is possible for negative energy that really is not being thoughtful about other people and it's just focused on your own way of going. It is possible nice. if you stay with that energy long enough that those energy waves can get in sync and you can get what you want. There are studies that show that. So our, the science of how our energy works, works in, in all capacities. So um, ideally, yes, we are in harmony with ourselves in a way that produces good and love and care for ourselves and for others. That is um, what most all of us desire, particularly our listeners on this show. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the, the um, intention we bring, I mean, I guess that that's why you could say why Hitler was so successful, at least in the early parts of his uh, his rule, you know, but because he had that laser focus, didn't he? Um, 
and and did a lot of good things, you know, in the sense that you know made trains uh, uh, run on time, etc. You know, and um, created prosperity for many. Of course, it it was all um, built upon you know separation of hate for others, and then it eventually uh, imploded, right? As as all these things do, if they're not based in in love and and togetherness. Um, but it, it is it is possible to utilize these these principles, you know, in a, in a less than perfect way. So we have to be careful there that we're not we're not playing God, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that you know, uh, like I'll just to give an example of a study in which they um, measured people who were um, sending love to somebody down the hall in a separate room in a soundproof booth. And they measured the effects of those love feelings being generated uh, by somebody in a distant room to the person in the soundproof booth down the hall. And those you can, they could measure that the same place in the brain lit up and there was communication at this distance that in separate rooms. The same was true when a person sent hate feelings that also lit up the same part of the brain in the person in the soundproof booth as was lit up in the sender. So Hitler was very clear about what he wanted. He actually used his smooth, even waves of energy of clear desire, and they worked for him because he was very clear about what he wanted. Now, what he wanted was harmful, hurtful, and awful. But he was clear about it, and he could make his energy work for himself that way. So, as you say, it's important to be mindful about where are we putting our energy? What are we wanting for ourselves and others? And where are we putting our calm, purposeful focus? Right. Very good. Um, so now let's talk about hyperfocus through stress, you know, because it. In recent years, you know, with COVID and everything, we've experienced a lot of stress. The modern society is is stressful. Every time I get on the highway, I see people rushing hither and thither. Um, I know people are are not calm, um, but but there is a way through, right? That that we we don't have to be overwhelmed by stress. Yes, that is so true. We do not have to be overwhelmed by stress, and there's two. Um, two aspects of the timing of not being overwhelmed by stress. The first aspect is in the moment when you, something you encounter that, that sends your uh, anxiety, fear, worry through the roof and it just spikes sharply upward. When you feel that surge of whatever it is that is stressful to you in the moment, your job is to interrupt the creation of more molecules that match that, just interrupt the flow. Because remember I mentioned earlier that when you have an emotion, such as worry, fear, anxiety, stress, that your body creates molecules to match that emotion. And you want to, in a stressful moment, just interrupt the flow of those. And one way you you can interrupt the flow of those is ahead of time to identify, just ahead of time that you have in your mind at all times, what are my main things that I always seem to be true for me that I want in my life? So, for example, if you are... You could say, I always am focused on having, um, uh, wanting harmony out of a stressful conflict situation as opposed to being right. So if you say, okay, harmony is more important to me than being right, you can default to that and you can hyper-focus to say, I am going to just hyper-focus on doing in this moment what is needed to create harmony. If perhaps you almost always get triggered and need understanding in order to get through a conflictual situation that is stressful, and then you could hyper-focus on that so that you can create the understanding that you need. So the point here is to know yourself well enough to be able to focus on just one thing that you know is important to you to get out of a stressful situation. And that way you can let all of the other things go for that moment. You can hyper-focus on the one thing you know that will carry you through and will be important to you in any stressful situation. Then the second aspect of being able to deal with stress 
is during your everyday quiet time. And during your everyday quiet time, to identify those triggers that happen within you that tend to bring forth those spikes of stress. And in your everyday quiet time, get to know yourself. Label those stressful situations. Like, for example, I have a sister who, I have a couple of sisters, but one of them, she and I have had a um, difficult relationship all of our lives. And often when we have conversations, my I get triggered and I have this stress reaction that just seems to go through the roof. She and I have very different viewpoints. Our conversations, she um, uh, seems to have a viewpoint that, that I just don't agree with. And in the past, I would get triggered with anger and frustration and saying, oh, that isn't true. And I wasn't my highest self. I didn't like being triggered. I didn't like feeling angry in response to her words. And so in the immediate moment, I needed to default to something, hyper-focus on something. And I often would hyper-focus on understanding. I would ask her some questions and I would gain greater understanding of what was important to her. Then in my quiet time, I put forth the power of very calm, purposeful, even smooth waves of intention that I could create more harmony between us, that there could be more care and compassion between us. And then I listened because those energy waves are real. I listened to the real intuitive guidance that comes with those energy waves getting in sync with one another. And my guidance brought forth to me, my intuition brought forth to me memories. Memories that my sister had suffered some things in life that were different than me, difficult things in life that were different than me. So it created greater compassion within me. And then also, at the same time, my intuitive guidance just burst forth a vision in my mind for how I could be calmer and more caring and have a better conversation with my sister when we talked in the future. So all that happened in my daily quiet time and in the purposeful hyper-focus in the moment of stress, that was hyper-focusing on something that is important to me nearly always, which is greater understanding. Beautifully uh, shared. Thank you so much for sharing that personal um, incident there because that, that is often what trips us up. You know, it's the it's, it's not always the huge things, right, where we're dealing with enormous stress, you know, in an emergency situation. It's it's the uh, habitual patterns that we have often with family or friends or whatever that go back, you know, many, many years. It's so hard to, to, to change. And it's famous, you know, when we get together at Thanksgiving or Easter or Christmas, you know. Uh, it's great to get together with family, sort of, and then and then all the, the dynamics kick in, etc. So, um, but that's a wonderful description of of shift there, and I, I love that idea. You know, if we can approach it um, knowing that we have everything we need, right? That we are whole, integral people uh, with with these great energies within us, and and that our highest purpose is to to be as careful. Uh, excuse me, be as compassionate to others as possible, that then, you know, we're able to let go a lot, a lot of the baggage that we felt we, we had to carry it around to, to prove that we were good enough, you know. Um, and I love what you say, we, could, we can change our karma, right? We can change the karmic patterns of our lives. We are not condemned to live that way. We can, we can have a new way of living, and that, that's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. I completely agree. We can shift and create what we want in our lives at any time. And though the energy from our past is out there, which is our karmic energy, we do not have to choose to sync with it anymore. We can say, I'm going to let that energy dissipate. And when the opportunities come to us that are in keeping 
with the energy we put forth in the past that we say, okay, I don't want to do that again. So for example, me with my sister, when I would get triggered and I would get angry in return. And so then I have many more opportunities for um, that anger to come right back at me because I have put that energy out there. Well, if I don't want that, my opportunity is to just do something different. The next time, the next moment that comes up for me, I have a choice. I can do it differently in the future. And that's such a beautiful power that we all have to transform our life that way. It's a wonderful thing to be able to act in a, in a new way. And, and I should point out that a lot of the book talks about, that. you know, feelings are great. Uh, getting in touch with your feelings, uh, activating more harmonious way of approach. All that's fabulous stuff, and it's a core part of the book. But also, is the, what's core is the idea of then bringing that into action in our lives. Because uh, unless unless we can make it real, as you were describing in that situation, um, in everyday life, it's it's not going to be fully helpful or useful. And in fact, there will be no real change unless we can act upon it and, and live from that new new awareness. And I think that's why I love unity. Uh, we like to call ourselves, uh, you know, practical Christianity, right? It's a it's a way of living every every day, not just a nice idea that you know we hear, but we we're not sure how to apply it. And and that's another good thing about this book, Hit the Power of Emotions. It definitely tells you that each, each chapter has um, a number of key steps that you can apply um, to to make those shifts and to put these new ideas and, and new, new feelings into into action in your life um i'm going to tell people about next week's show and then we'll have a, a little bit left uh, come up with five words if you can melanie of, of some inspiration for for folks who are going into this week okay let me tell you about next week um next week counselor and teacher charles gaby is with me and he's going to talk about his book. It's called Choosing to Evolve. So it's kind of piggybacking on, um, on Melanie's book called A User's Guide to Waking Up, Choosing to Evolve. So that should be interesting. Um, but right now, Melanie's going to give us maybe five words of deep wisdom. <laughs> well, I think I'll use the um, tagline on my web page which is shift your emotions and live your most powerful life oh i love that shift your emotions and live and you know i love that because shift implies there there's an ability to mold it right to to use it's 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 energy therefore it, it's vibrating in a way that can be shifted it's not like a lead weight it's hard to shift. These energies are buoyant. They're meant to be moved and shifted, and therefore it is possible. And when you do that, yes, you literally change your life, right? Yes, yes. And I know you are, you are a testimony to that because you shared that in your book, um, you know, that life keeps getting better, right, and uh, unfolding. And you've had some amazing things happen to you as a result of your willingness to uh, apply these principles that you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. And my joy in life right now, I spent 10 years pulling together the research and the science behind how our power works. And my joy in life is in sharing that with people, how our power works and how to make that power work in our lives. I so hope this inspires you, folks. I'm sorry, we're out of time. There's the music coming in. We had to cut Melanie off. I'm so sorry, Melanie. But thank That's you so okay. much for being on the show today. Thank you for listening, folks. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. 